0: So now that we know that we're six feet apart, I'm Chris Denalia, the COO of Valiant Group. I'm here with Frank Zano with CEC Engineering. Um, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, Frank Zano, uh, associate principal from Creative Environment, uh, otherwise known as CEC. Uh, we're based out of Providence, Rhode Island, uh, well, Cranston, but no one knows where that is. So Providence, uh, right down the road from you guys little bit different state yeah i mean you know technically i guess uh you know i have my working papers today so you know i'm i'm, I'm allowed to be in in this uh the fine Bay state fantastic well it's actually the commonwealth well same difference
0: <laughs> <laughs> well we're here from new bedford over at the valiant office uh we work with frank zano and his team as the, for, as the engineers for most of our projects on the uh, cannabis side Uh, We just wanted to give him an interview and let him know and let everybody know what uh, Frank does and what his team can provide for anybody's cannabis facility that's thinking about doing any type of uh, building inside the state of Massachusetts regarding cannabis cultivation, dispensaries, or even um, kitchens or labs. So just wanted to see what your role in construction was. And if somebody wanted to start a cannabis uh, cannabis cultivation facility... And they're at the point where they got their design now and they have their architect. How do they approach you? Where do you yeah, come Yeah, so I mean, we, we
1: kind of, I guess, get to get to the uh, the projects a couple different ways. Some by contractors like yourself or, or others in a design build a relationship or um, the architect or a uh, cultivation team member that's worked with us in the past has, uh, refers us into the project and we provide a proposal and go through all the interviews. but. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, we, we don't market in any way. Um, I guess that's a, you know, I I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's referral only or, or um, just word of mouth because we like to know at least someone on the team. Um, well,
0: they like to say that you're only as good as your last job. So yeah. if someone has something bad to say about you, the next it, person's not using you. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I
1: mean, we don't, you know, I'm, you're know, you never going to see me at a, uh, a trade-true booth or, uh, you know, handing out marketing flyers. It's just something I hate. Um, and it's, I guess it's my disdain for people in general. So, I mean, it is what it is.
0: What's the engineering's phrase? Uh, do either look at, do uh, you either look at your feet or look at their feet? Yeah, yeah, no, There's two types of engineers.
1: <laughs> One, when they talk to you, look at their shoes, uh, and the other look at the, uh,
0: theirs. So yeah, it's the same difference. Um, Excellent. Um, so, tell us what you do, tell us yeah. how, you, again, uh, people from what our experience is, they, they know they want to build a, f- a construction facility, or a cannabis facility, they know that they want to get X amount of flour, how many how many square feet, they fill out all of their forms, but some of them just don't understand the incredible, uh, enduring uh, effort it is to be able to take on an MEP engineering, mechanical, electrical, yeah. and plumbing. I mean- so, can you explain to us what's involved? Yeah.
1: So, I, I mean, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, fire protection, that's kind of, you know, the MEPFP. You'll hear that, you know, that's what we do. Uh, so, mechanical in general is like the HVAC or the heating and ventilation systems um, on these facilities. Um, so, we, I, I try to explain to people, it's the only thing you can't scale up in this industry is, is the actual cultivation. So, people think they, you know, they'll come from... Uh, a gorilla grow or, or some kind of black market gray market situation. Now they're into the white market and they think they can just, you know, well, I need 500 pounds. I used to do a hundred pounds, just multiply it by five and we're good. That's just not how it works. Um, so, you know, it's kind of part, you know, almost we have to educate them in, in the proper ways um, of, of designing one of these facilities. Um, at this point, um, I want to say our first facility we designed is 2013. Um, as a whole, um, I think we're over uh, two and a half million square feet now at this Eighty five projects we've consulted on uh, throughout the country and, and a couple uh, internationally. So, you know, we, we've seen it every different way possible at this point. Um, so it's kind of just bringing your expertise to the team and then try to explain to people or, or try to get an understanding of what their uh, experiences has had. Um, you know, um, it's hard to find it. "Quote unquote," so-called expert. I mean, because the industry is so uh, young, um, and, and in some regard, it's, it's not it hasn't been a formal industry with a huge track record. So, well, there's no education, and there's no you can't say, "Hey, do you have a master's?" Or when they nah. say they're
0: a master grower, what does that actually mean?
1: Exactly. So it's it's pulling from things you've already known. Um, so, I, I, and then just a team effort all the way around. You know. I, out of all the facilities we've done, not one of them is the same because every person's SOPs, or every cultivator, uh, the extraction technician, every, everyone has a little twist on it because it's kind of you know you learn by uh, experience at this point. So it, it, it's 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 kind of fun. Not every job's the same, so at least it keeps it interesting. I think that's why we uh, we're, we're we're you know enthusiastic about it in our office because it's it's just a different challenge every day. Understood.
0: So all the different projects you've done, you say new, no two projects are the same. Obviously, uh, we know you work with multi-state yeah. operators. You work across the country. Do you have a favorite project? Is there is there a yeah. team that you like working with? And what's uh, your
1: favorite? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess that the, the people, I you know, working with the, some of the bigger multi-state operators that we do, um, they already have their SOPs down. Um, so I guess my, my favorite client uh, to this point is definitely the ones that are open to new technologies and just – completely open to to just kind of not doing not not designing a facility or or operating a facility um because they've had past experience of what cannabis facility can be so it can be a gmp lab it can be you know uh almost a biopharmaceutical type level uh facility so we're working with one group in particular right now phytotherapy um that the client the client group is is fun um they're, they're it's uh it's it's a little bit of disorganized chaos, but we love it. Um they're a very enthusiastic bunch of uh, uh team members. So I, I mean they're they're uh they're kind of pushing the envelope on what they want. They want the latest and greatest. They want us to explore techniques and, and methodology and equipment that hasn't been, you know, we'll say, uh tried and true for years. It's it's just it's emerging, you know, the engineering systems work. Uh, you know, uh, but like they've never put put together in this type of facility. Yeah. I um, mean, I know that you work with one of their, you know, primary vendors on that project, Agrify, mm-hmm. uh, quite exclusively. So we, you know, as an engineer, we're pretty excited to working with the, that group as well. Their software solutions all the way down to their automation has been very, uh, I want to call it game changing, in, in our regard. Because you know we we see that you know in most facilities that fail, there's some kind of breakdown in SOP or a human factor. So anytime we can mitigate that bringing in automation or or anything like that that's been you know that, that's definitely something that we're excited to to explore more of
0: excellent so you, mm-hmm. your more favorite clients are the ones that kind of got into it and they want the greatest, the greatest they'll take advice still yeah
1: it's 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 a team it's definitely it's someone that's it's a collaborative open. effort yeah i excellent. mean at the end of the day um i, I have a lot of favorite clients who are just great people um and some amazing experts in the field that we've got to start you know um Seven years ago or, or five years ago, when they're smaller, and now they're bigger, I mean so it, it's it's a lot of good people that I've met mm-hmm. um, but the clients that I, I enjoy, the projects I guess I would enjoy the most are the ones that are kind of uh, I hate to say blank checkbook, but it's kind of, hey, what do you think what can we what haven't what hasn't happened yet in cannabis? what can cannabis be mm-hmm. that That's been the exciting part for me. Understood. That's your favorite part about
0: working in cannabis or is it that it's challenging? For Uh, us, it's the challenging part.
1: Yeah. I mean, as an engineer, a lot of things get cookie cutter over the years. Mm -hmm. Cannabis just isn't because every facility is different. You know, uh, a restaurant's a restaurant. There's core pieces to everything. Um, You know, a hotel has core pieces. Casinos have core pieces. You know, so outside of like the biopharmaceutical world, um, I mean, cannabis to us is is, is ever-changing. and ever. it's, It's fun being part of the evolution of what the industry is becoming. So, tell me about,
0: I know this is going to get a little technical and some people are going to think it's boring, but if you're an engineer, if you're thinking about spending money or starting Mm -hmm. a facility, tell me about the electrical requirements. I hear about this stuff every day because obviously we're in it, but uh, tell me about how... How much electrical is the electrical requirements that are actually part of the facility? Yeah,
1: I mean, the only thing I can equate it to is a data center, um, and it's because of the cooling loads are so high. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's different ways to mitigate those electric costs through, you know, using, using uh, natural gas chillers or, or, or something like that, or, um, or kind of um, basically... Uh, diversifying electric loads throughout the facilities through scheduling software and things of that nature. That's why, you know, again, the Agrify solution to us is very exciting because it's a, it's kind of a, you control the whole facility at a microclimate level instead of room by room, you know? So instead of looking at a a 1500 to 2000 square foot flower room, you're looking at 32 square feet. Um, So you you get a little bit more control over that. Um, I'm a huge proponent of microclimates and controlling everything down to the, you know, the nth degree as much as possible. So, you know, that, that that's been pretty cool, um, to, to see how that all's going on. But the I mean the electrical requirements, you know, I, I try to you know, I, I may have said a couple of times, like I can hear your meter spinning from my house. I mean, if if you think you're gonna grow a you know, a quote unquote green facility, it can be to a point I mean we do as many uh, sustainability measures as possible, but I mean at the end of the day you're growing cannabis inside. It's 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 gonna be energy intensive. Um
0: well, speaking of that, you're growing cannabis inside. Um, we've talked about this before in different podcasts and different interviews, but obviously Massachusetts and the environment, mold. Um, as an engineer and using your firm, what do you guys? What type of of mitigation do you do, and wh- how do you combat that? Especially when it comes to the town, looking at odor, and then than the mold situation because mm-hmm. the fl- flower is failing on everybody's facility because of how difficult it is to grow.
1: Yeah, I want to say everything, even as an engineer, everything starts at the envelope level. So, I mean, you're you're the greatest engineer in the world, but if you don't have a decent architect or, or someone that understands the the um, the hardships of these facilities as well, it has to be a symbiotic relationship. That it has to start at the envelope. Um, it's just like any other, like, you know, if we're going to traditional construction, like a LEED certification or something like that, if you want to control... Uh, environmental measures you need a tight box to work in so i mean that that lends itself right off the bat you know sit panel construction um that's that's been my favorite way of designing these buildings because you can control the environment you know it's gas tight for the viewers sit panel construction was structural insulated panels basically a a really nice refrigerator box i guess you would say in layman's terms um but you know it, it starts there um and then from there it works into dehumidification in understanding the latent and uh, um, sensible loads, um, which, believe me, that's not my forte in any way. Um, I'm definitely more the electrical end of the engineering spectrum, um, which is why know, my questions were yeah, diverted towards yeah, there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, don't ask me about that. No, but um, you know, our, our guys have definitely developed uh, uh, on our team some unique um, ways to combat that, uh, you know, dehumidification in general uh, using. Um, various, various equipment vendors and, um, you know, and solutions. Gotcha. So
0: another question for you from a construction standpoint, a lot of people, they think or know that we just take a set of plans. that's from the architects and the engineers, and then we just go and build it. Um, be awesome. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice. Yeah. So from you on that point, after you design the facility, what are your biggest challenges after the fact? Um, I and to what say, is everybody, if they, they get their, their plans done, they're going to start construction, what can they l- not look forward to, but what can be the two or three biggest challenges that you can see from that angle? Yeah,
1: I think it's leveling expectations. Um, and that's where the, the most successful projects I've been on, uh, the contractors, you know, part of the team, quote unquote, very early in the process, um, because the whole team has to be on the same page throughout the whole process. Um you Know if, if a contractor, if a project gets out, you know, and gets hard bid competitively to a number of GCs, sometimes it, um, we'll say construction, I know I'm saying it gets messy, but it all not all the goals were aligned on day one. So, you know, that that that's been uh, my least favorite part of this industry, um, and just how that's you know, when this industry first started or construction in Massachusetts, at least. It was design build from day one. A uh, contractor was on board. You know, the, the architect and engineer could be retained by the owner, but at least everyone was there day one. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets put out to bid competitively, you almost, you know, you, you, one party's coming late to the game. So they don't understand why the decisions were made in which way. Because each grower is completely different from one another, you, you have to understand why decisions were made. Or you might be... You know, uh, you know, suggesting a, a value engineering item that ultimately will cause a failure in the process because their SOPs will be, you know, um, it, it, would, it would upset their SOPs in normal flow workday.
0: So almost like what sometimes we do is we bring, if we have a subcontractor come on board for like the HVAC, we will have them be brought on throughout the whole process so they understand where everything is going and why it's going there. Um, if they don't understand that, they'll bid exactly what's on the plans and if you change something, it becomes a massive change order. And they they might not hook it up correctly because they didn't ask the question. They weren't involved in the process. Yeah, so yeah. that could end up being, what, mold mold problem? Uh it could be everything. What,
1: it could be, you know, mold problems could be, you know, if, if they use the wrong, I mean, and we've seen it um, uh, sealant around certain room types or, um, you know, certain systems aren't balanced. I mean, so... Um, You know, at the end of the day, if if everyone's there on day one, I think it's just a better product overall for the client. Um, You know, you have to realize that the MEP systems, FP, um, on a cannabis facility, are typically 60% of the total construction costs, which in traditional construction, we might be 30%. -hmm. Um, So outside of uh, heavy industrial manufacturing, biopharmaceutical, things of that nature, I mean, you don't see that upswing. You you know, there's definitely a a bigger emphasis on the architectural end of the MEPs. Um, so I would I would suggest getting a, a team that's definitely um, used to having a big engineering piece and a small architecture piece because that's a, usually not how that works. So if you don't have experience in that as a contractor, as an engineer, as an architect, you, again, it, you're going to upset that balance that the team needs.
0: Now, when, <laughs> when you do that, a lot of people will say, well, that if you're not competitively bidding it, how do you know that you're getting a competitive price? Um, you've obviously done, again, 2 million yeah. square feet. So you've done a significant amount of projects and you've been involved on both sides, a competitively build price, the design build price, and yeah. somebody that's been brought in where everybody's a collaborative. I understand the collaborative runs smoother, but when you have investors and they're saying, hard bid this, put it out to bid, you want the lowest bid.
1: Does it end up being the lowest bid or does no, it cost more? I, it, it's, it's-, all gonna rel- it's all relative. I think that the- a facility is going to cost what it's going to cost. Um, and I know that there's a, Wicked general answer the question. But, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're, you're growing <laughs> cannabis. Yeah. I mean, the the whole reason people want to get into this industry is to make money because it's very lucrative. Mm-hmm. So you have to be prepared to spend money. But if I your flower
0: doesn't pass, then you just did all that work for nothing.
1: Exactly. And we we have, you know, some uh, even existing clients in other states that are having issues with, with flower being rejected or returned. Um, you know, and we go into existing facilities that we weren't designer a record on, and we try to help them go through the process. And, and we've seen a lot of pitfalls in that as well. You know, I mean, our, our, our sister company, um, I guess our, our uh, cold masters is a HVAC, um, installer and service department. Um, so, you know, learning a lot from those guys in the sense of maintaining the facilities and what takes, you know, everyone can design a brand new facility, but try to maintain it for five, six years and then, then come call you know, talk to me um, because it's just a totally different ball game. So you have to understand, you know, how to live in these facilities, not just like design it, stamp it, see you later, go on to the next one. You, know? yeah, so, you
0: turn a light switch on, it's going to turn on the first time. It might turn might not turn on the 50th time. And then what do you do? Exactly.
1: And I think that's we've been really uh, we've really shined in the sense of repeat clients, referrals. You know, again, if you're not doing any marketing like some of the other firms in, in the state or, or even nationally firms. Um, you know you really rely on your reputation Um, so that's what we've been you know I say we've done pretty well at at least you know we we stand behind our product and we're there I mean you know as you know my cell phone's my cell phone so everyone just calls me and uh, I mean I pick up um, you know so we, we, we try to make sure we take care of everyone it's white glove service you know we don't take on every job um, we've walked away from some, Yep. Um, you know, because you have to make sure it's it's going to be successful from day one. You know, and a lot of people just because they have money or they've done something out west or they've done something outdoors or they've done something in their, you know, basement. They think they can do this at this grand scale. And, and to be honest with you, they can't. Um, it's, it's you know, it's it's. I want to call it that 1% grower can do it at 100,000 square foot canopy because it's not just growing that canopy, it's managing that canopy. Managing, maintaining it. Everything. Exactly. It's a lot and of work. A lot of work. Um, and that's why, I guess, you know, in, in our mind, um, you know, trying to produce consistent product throughout, you know, yield quality has been the challenge, um, not for some of the the, the the clients that we have, but I would say the, the most. Um, just because SOP is human capital, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get that, you know, uh, We've had a couple of projects where the you know the master cultivator is left um, either during design or, or uh, you know, when the facility first opened or, or, or a more mature facility, which then now no one knows the SOPs or why they did anything because nothing was formalized. So
0: Even if it uh, was formalized after it's been open for three or four years, they have their own little things that they do and own little tricks. Exactly. They, don't, they, they know the building. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. So, sure. so, so that's where, again, I'll, I'll keep on going back to that, um, you know, the Agrify system. It being so modular and software based, it's it's almost takes a lot of that artistry out of it, yeah. um, which is still a lot of work to be done. It just it's it's more agnostic, and a lot of people can just jump into it. And you're not looking at your one percent grower; you're looking at a, a broader base of people. So it, it's it, that that's more exciting to me than most things. Um, and outside of that, some great control systems finally come out online. You know, because the, the cannabis is actually now. A, a, a white business, I guess you would call it. Um, <laughs> so there's actually black market. Exactly. So yeah. there, there, there's some R and D money pouring into the, um, some, some great products coming out of a lot of companies. So, um, I'm, I'm very excited on the control end and then just visibility, of the facility and control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause before we were, I'm not saying we were, we are jerry rigging a lot of stuff, but it was definitely, um, you know, it, it was a, it was advanced gorilla grows, you, you know? So sure. now they're becoming more, uh, you know, medical
0: grade. Well, speaking of gorilla glows and um, Jerry rigging the facility, can you talk about extraction and hydrocarbon oh, and butane it. extraction, please? Yeah. I know so, it's a sore subject yeah, because, so so, I mean, uh, not to go off on other states but some other states have a lot less restrictions yeah on using butane in a volatile chemical
1: exactly yeah so welcome to massachusetts um <laughs> so when you go when you go hydrocarbon it triggers an nfpa section in the code that uh you know obviously c1d1 uh, of course but now there's life safety generators that have to go into play a whole review process from the state fire marshal in in any other ahj that has to approve it it's 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 very convoluted. I don't really, I mean, truthfully, understand why, because um, I don't think the the mass market, and I'm saying not Massachusetts, but the mass general market, um, is really calling for the products that are, are hydrocarbon. Again, I'm not a, uh, an expert, but a lot of our clients stay with CO two and, and they're killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the CO two or solvent list is a lot easier to design, a lot quicker to market. Um, again, if if you want to go hydrocarbon, God bless it. Let's go. Well, um, there's a just, thing
0: about it that they say that the hydrocarbon is cheaper because the machines are cheaper. Yes, but what about the back end? I and think the construction. I always on our end as a, as valiant, we always have to be the Debbie Downer and say, "Well, it's not. The here's your plans. This is what the engineer drew. Yes, and here's what the architect drew. Do you have any idea how much this costs?" And yeah. then they get really upset.
1: I think the design. Uh, the design costs more when you go hydrocarbon because there's just a lot more things that we have to account for, a lot more meetings. Um, I think in general the construction gets more expensive. Um, I always suggest when we go hydrocarbon route to get a third party inspector mm-hmm. um, to to do a code analysis. You, you know, and there's some great code analysis people in even Massachusetts around the area that are very familiar with hydrocarbon at this point because it's it's more of a uh, accepted um, way of uh, doing extraction. So you know. As things mature, we'll see if it gets easier. But right now, I, you know, you know, because right now, if you're looking at Massachusetts as a whole, you're not first to market. Um, so, you know, if, if speed to market is is your number one priority, don't go hydrocarbon. You know, we can phase it in later um, once you're up and running and have cash flow. But I mean, it's definitely something that we try to. Um, you know it, it's up to each individual client which way they want to do it why they want to do it but you know um it definitely I, I i think it's cost the same to be honest with you once we start breaking down uh the design costs the construction costs any of the implications or or just the tie-ups with the ahjs and mm-hmm. uh the whole approval process
0: understood I know we were kind of running out of time, but there was one last thing I really wanted to cover was odor mitigation. I know CEC and your team has kind of pioneered the odor mitigation in the state uh, with specific with some towns that they've actually taken what you wrote and they made that the standard. So can you tell us a little bit about that and um, how important that's becoming throughout the towns? If anybody is going to be doing any type of uh, applying to the town for their HCA or when they get their CCC application in order mitigation is going to be a, a hot topic.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's the number one question on everyone's mind, mm-hmm. uh, we'll say, is order mitigation. So um, we, we've come up with a couple of solutions that I, I think have been uh, pretty effective. Um, you know, the, there's, there's some try and true methods that are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like to, to, to offer those day one. We, we try to work within the building envelope and, and working with the existing systems that we can. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of it is... Um, using what we know um, from the biopharmaceutical world or laboratory world, you know, I, I don't think the general public realizes the the toxic gases that get spewed into the atmosphere on a daily basis, and no one cares. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know, cannabis in, as a whole is definitely uh, it's a nuisance. It's it's not harmful to your body in any way. It's an organic. It just smells. Yeah, it's just it's it's (laughs) it's, skunk. exactly. So (laughs) it's a nuisance, and I agree with you. It's it's an awful smell. I wouldn't want to be living next to something that wasn't designed properly. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, odor mitigation starts at the building envelope. So if you have, um, you know, a facility, existing facility, we'll see this a lot, an old mill or anything like that, and the building envelope wasn't treated first. You know, it's going to leak. So you know, if you have a tight building. Um, and I mean, we'll, we we'll reference one of your projects. I mean, Rev clinics, um, which is, you know, hundreds of thousands of square feet. You're not smelling that whole, you're not smelling that facility until you're about 10 feet away. No, they did that um, one
0: properly. They sealed that. That was the first thing we did was seal the entire envelope to make sure nothing was going to leak out of there. Yeah. That,
1: so, so I mean, that's, you know, and that's even when they're decarbing, I mean, it's, it's, it's very impressive. But
0: the problem is, is that becomes an incredible cost when you're taking an old mill building over and something that you're not accounting for. Yes. So it just seems like when this business, when you're starting out, especially from the engineering standpoint and a construction standpoint, the costs never end. Yep. Um, And that's obviously got to be a a situation or an issue with some of your clients. So what's your answer to that? Is that just be prepared? Yeah. I mean, (laughs)
1: listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we do. Someone's going to complain because not every township or city, not everyone in that town or city approves of cannabis regardless of which way it voted so they're going to find something to complain about um you know we we've you know we joke about it we've had facilities get odor complaints when there's no plants in them um just you know so and it's happened multiple times so i mean at the end of the day just be prepared for the complaints have an sop ready for those complaints because i I know that sounds strange but there has to be an sop to register that complaint it can't just go on deaf ears you have to prove competency and follow through
0: Prove that um, you're taking steps, uh, measurable steps to, to combat that or mitigate the issue. Exactly.
1: Um, and then at the end of the day, I, I mean, I, I am not, you know, we, we don't claim to be odor mitigation specialists. We we bring in those third-party guys when we need to, mm-hmm. uh, when it's a little bit tricky, but rely on your experts. You know, so, um, you know, as, as the engineer of record, we'll design the system in conjunction with things. You know, we'll, we'll use a, a variety of different products and methods, you know, one being, again, the you know, we'll go back to the agrify blue zone. Um where they use an ozone to to kill all the odor. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. o so, yeah. So we used ozone, we used chlorine dioxide, we've used uh, you know, hydrogen peroxide, but I mean the the blue zone's kind of a nice little unit um that that, that, that seems to be working pretty effectively. I mean, you know, when we when we asked to demonstrate one for a town, we put an onion on one end and the the town plant is faced within the other and there was no smell. So I mean it, it was kinda The proof, I guess, is in the pudding. Um, But, again, it's not the only solution. It has to be tied into a bigger system. So, you know, don't cheap out on engineering. Please don't go design-build without engineers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not staff, especially the ones that have not built one of these before. Yeah, you don't want someone to cut your teeth on your first facility. You know, go learn on someone else's job, not mine. Well, what's funny,
0: though, is the first time I met you was, what, a few years ago now, the, the cutting-edge technology was that weird digester system that you're using to, to mitigate the odor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: we, were, we basically would just burn everything. Um, you know, fire kills all. Yes. Yeah.
0: What was that, a, a jet engine uh, on the top of the roof? Yeah, quintessentially. It's an RTO.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so, they, I mean, we, we definitely, and that's widely used in the biopharmaceutical world, um, again, very, very, very expensive. Uh, I mean, that system installed is, is six to seven figures without even thinking about it. So, I mean, it's, it's something we use in a smaller form. Um, you know, we just do have, we both have a, a good friend, Zach Catan, that's a great extraction guy mm-hmm. um, that we'll use on his extraction and decarb ovens, you know, because it will kill smell in, in those densely populated neighborhood areas like his, one of his labs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works. Like, I mean, it's just, there's nothing else that, you know, at that point would. So it's just, just rely on your engineers, rely on your experts, rely on your contractors, the third party experts. I mean, it's, there's enough people in this industry that, um, that have had, uh, worse situations than probably you're dealing with that, that have come through, you know? So, um, I, I think that's my, my only advice on that one. Um, but make sure it's a consensus, you know, pay, pay for a study if you have to, you know, we, we've had clients, Pay for us to research different technologies and, and give recommendations um, on that, because not every solution. You know, try try not to make it one person's opinion. Try to make it a scientific opinion. Gotcha. People like to tend to like that one. Well, it's it's listen. It's subjective until there's a measure in place to actually measure the smell uh, level in some way. What was that, uh, Richie Rich? That was the only movie I ever saw with yeah, that yeah. smelling machine. That yeah, it. Well, they keep on. The, that was the other thing. The towns keep on talking about the sniffer, like the thing they put up to the face. The cops, like I, I don't know, man. That's uh, it's hard to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to the day that I have to go to a building walkthrough and someone puts a nose on their face. But yeah, other, other than that, I mean, you know, let's let's just let's do the best we can and just everyone understand that it. it's a, it's kind of a moving target, you know. and this, it's not that. You know, indoor cannabis is new, but at the size and scale it is right now, it, it's definitely um, it's an
0: undertaking for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's, especially since we start talking about the more you know um, suburban areas or towns that are approved cannabis, you know, that it just gets more and more difficult as we go. You know, so I, I would urge the town planners and AHJs, you know, request an engineered narrative, some kind of odor mitigation plan. Ask for SOPs. Ask for you know how you're going to handle complaints. How you're going to approve the complaints? You well, know, a lot
0: easier to do it now before you have your facility then to put the measures in after the
1: fact exactly because no one wants that yeah i mean these facilities are 24 7 they can't shut down Mm -hmm. so i mean it's 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 definitely let's let's do the front end work the design work now because it's only a mistake until it gets built fantastic that's true yeah i'll try
0: well, it looks like that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Obviously, there's a lot more that I want to talk to you about and give some more information to the viewers, but I appreciate you on today. If anybody wanted to contact you, how would they contact cool. you? What was your-
1: I mean, I guess they just contact you and then call me because we don't mar- – I, Yeah, I mean, so you can go to our website, uh, which is uh, cec-engineering.com. It shows nothing on cannabis whatsoever. Um, it's probably really old. Uh, cause we don't believe in marketing at all. Um but you know, um i, I would On the just, flip side to that if
0: you go to our website it shows a ton of of cannabis, it's uh, valiant dash america dot com. And if you want to email us at uh info at valiant america dot com, we can send you all Frank's information and um if you have any need any questions with engineering or anybody they yeah. can reach out to you.
1: Yeah, have you a little uh, we'll have uh your your uh media specialist guy uh that just came in there and hooked me up uh add my email or something to the, the link or i don't know how that any of that works
0: okay we can definitely put the contact information in well i appreciate you coming in today thank you very much i know it's a uh, you're a busy guy and taking the time out uh,
1: it's fine it's it's you know, it's, it's nice deal. to be out of uh out of the house for a little bit uh, during quarantine well, so now your wife's no.
0: not going to get mad at me for the whole six foot rule because we just showed you we, six we proved feet away. it. It's, proved <laughs> it. It's, it's it's on camera that's it's on it. camera I'm good. we're good so make sure you put your mask mm-hmm. when you get out yeah
1: all right guys have a good one
0: Have a good day, man. Thank you you again. Appreciate you viewing.
1: All right, bye.